Welcome back to another episode of A Billion People, One Emotion. Your one place for knowledge on Indian cricket. Hello and welcome back to yet another episode of A Billion People, One Emotion. So today we'll be dis- discussing part one of our preview to the playoffs and our, re- and our review for the IPL league that's gone by so far. So before, without further ado, Let's move into our discussion of the teams. So let's start with SRH first. Uh, yeah, so um, so far uh, in IPL, obviously the league stages have um, finished and we're going to move into the playoffs soon. And SRH, without a doubt, has been the biggest disappointment, as we all know. Uh, they had a bunch of, there were a bunch of uh, problems uh, that they saw in their team. They've had constant shifts. They've played multiple, like many players. Like, if you look at uh, top teams versus teams towards the bottom, the worst teams tend to have to switch out more. And it's uh, evident, obviously, many people criticized um, their removal of David Warner, who's been so consistent and uh, without a doubt, SRH is best player of all time, right? I think we can all agree. And um, I mean, it still hasn't helped them. Uh, They've played 14 matches, obviously, in the group stage, and they've won uh, three of them. Uh, And winning three matches out of 14, that two two of them against uh, fellow bottom of the table teams, uh, PBKS and RR, and one of them against RCB, which I anyway see as a bottom of the table team, considering their, uh, <laughs> considering their inconsistency. Um, so yeah, RR has, hasn't been in uh, very good shape. They haven't had players who have really stepped up to the plate, uh, to be honest, hence so much switching around, as I said. But if I had to choose one player who, was, who made the most impact in this season, uh, it's uh, particularly in the second half, right? He played uh, incredibly. Uh, Jason Holder for SRH, right? I mean, it wasn't enough uh, to get SRH to actually win. But even if you look at the uh, one of the last matches that uh, SRH played against uh, RCB, in which SRH uh, pulled off that upset victory, right? Uh, Jason Holder got a wicket. He gets a few wickets here and there, which is very strong. And he's a he's a strong all rounder, as I said. He brings he brings in runs towards the middle order as well. Like he, against RCB, he had a solid uh, sixteen of thirteen. So. Uh, despite SRH not having done uh, well at all, Jason Holder has been the only person who's given them that ounce of consistency with the ball and the bat, and he's probably one of their only reasons for winning the three matches that they did. I think SRH's management has been um, a bit topsy-turvy this season where they've been constantly switching their side. Like, who in their right mind drops Manish Pandey like, when you have no middle order? They have no middle order. They're playing. They're grasping at straws, playing Priyam Garg, and they're trying Abdul Samad in the middle. They're, they're actually not even trying Abdul Samad in the middle. Abdul Samad comes in when they have when he has ten balls to play and hits one six, and and SRH seems to be happy with that. So they're just mucking up their middle order, and they're not getting Manish Pandey in anywhere near. And he, he suddenly comes in as captain to the last game, and he scores a sixty nine of like forty. And that's like when he's free, when he's free of all thought, when he's just going for it. I think he knows he's not going to be in this franchise next season, and he he just went ballistic and he took he he, he took the um, MI's bowling attack like out of the park and just tried to win the game for his team, even though they didn't cross the line. And even after that, you can see with their treatment of Warner, the treatment of Warner yeah. has been so bad, and they're management of a player with a stature like Warner has been insane, especially when you look at um, Delhi, who have managed a player of similar stature. You have Australia's ex-captain Steve Smith and Australia's ex-vice-captain David Warner. And you can see the contrast between the way they've been managed. I think Ricky Ponting has kept Steve Smith in control and it's all been say, like, a sense of calmness around that team and their settled 11 and the role Steve Smith plays. Like he came in and Shreya Sayar was out, but Shreya Sayar is back in, so Shreya Sayar walks into the side. We we were clear yeah. with that, but with David Warner, they've mishandled him so badly, and we can see that with Warner's salty comments on Instagram yeah, yeah. of his SRH posts. Yeah, I was just gonna say, like, um, even if you think that Warner shouldn't should be dropped if he didn't play well, which is in my opinion, it's not the smartest opinion. You're you're uh, getting one of the, obviously, as I said, probably the best player uh, in your franchise's history, and you're sidelining him. Even if he's not having um, the best season, you have to keep playing him, give him that confidence. This may actually have hurt, like, impacted their, like, the team relationship between Warner and SRT in the long run, as Om said, with the 
with the salty comments like uh david warner's going and replying to i think it was instagram comments right uh, and he is replying saying no they didn't call me i'm not in the stadium for this one it's it's clearly got into him and um even if you don't expect him to play for this match clearly something's been going on for this season sorry clearly something's been going on behind the scenes that have affected that relationship and uh, it's not looking good uh it's uh, for srh considering that it's their best player and clearly there's something that's uh, not really lining up there's that chemistry that that uh, that they have with the the captain that's won them their only uh, IPL title is is now gone and they've clearly paid, played the price they're last on the table so yeah 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 don't expect to see Warner back in back in the Orange Army next season like expect to see a huge bidding war for him in the auctions I mean six straight seasons with like over five hundred runs or so he he's a IPL winning captain I mean he's just a very class player. and uh, i i wouldn't be surprised to see if he, he's even like the highest bid uh, yeah, ipl player in the in the uh, mega auction coming up uh, like every team i'm sure will want to have him and uh, especially with like the purses opening up because uh, many players will be released warner will surely go very very big i think david warner is the kind of player that go come back and robert and sri's space i won't be surprised if he scores uh, 100 against sri's next year but like with sri they have a top coaching staff they have trevor bailis there they have murli dalan there they have vvs lakshman there and especially a player like vvs lakshman um you know what it's like to like be kept on the sidelines or have a form of bad run due to whatever reason and it, it's just poor to see the way they've treated him even the SRH fans aren't very pleased, um, to say the least. Okay, <clears throat> moving on to our next team, uh, the Rajasthan Royals. Yeah, so RR, uh, they've been quite hit and miss the 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 season. I mean, we've had uh, patches where you can see and like where you think that oh wow, they might actually do something special and make it into the playoffs. And then comes like a couple of matches where where you just can't believe what you're seeing. Like uh, for example, earlier in the season. uh they had a rough start uh but like suddenly josh butler comes up with like um, a huge hundred and we're like if he can play this way uh rr have a great chance and then uh, and then obviously there was that amazing uh chase against csk uh quite recently where they just played very freely and like it was quite outstanding uh cricket to watch and then like two games after that when we think that uh, rr might turn things around and uh, and do something special two games in a row they get all out for below 100 um i mean i don't know what to make of this side i mean sometimes they just they they perform like a, like a completely different team altogether um obviously uh, some some really impactful players for them uh, i mean it has to be sanju shamson uh, obviously he, he in 2020 he got he got a few runs but this season he's just been amazing from them from like uh, a couple of 80s and 70s later on in the season and of course that uh, magnificent 100 earlier on in the season uh, he's been their rock this season and uh, they'll definitely want to keep sandru shamson in this form sandru shamson has been playing really well for si uh, i mean rajasthan royals um, as their captain he's done a he's done a decent job he scored um 484 runs this season and he has hard carried their batting when no one else seems to be there like their middle order has fallen apart innumerable t- actually you know the most impactful player of the tournament is riyan parag he has won matches for seven different teams all teams except his own riyan parag has some of the best stats i've seen in my life and only if sunrisers hyderabad could have held on to warner as long as rajasthan held on to riyan parag um 93 runs in 11 matches and he's taken one wicket in how many ever over, overs he's bowled he's not done anything and they stuck with him for so so long in that middle order when they had hard hitting options like you know a shivam dubey to come in he showed what he was made of against csk in the first match they had choices but Riyan Parag has been a letdown for them. 
Yeah, for sure. Uh, he's been a huge disappointment. And another thing that was actually going against RR, especially in the second half, was um, like they lost a lot of key marquee players. I mean, Josh Butler, Ben Stokes, Joff Archer. Those are three players that would walk into any IPL team and RR lost all of them. So that obviously made a huge impact. I mean, Ben Stokes is a, is a fabulous all-rounder. He can win you a match with the ball, with the bat, and in the field. He's, he's a stunning fielder. Josh Butler, I mean, he's one of, if not uh, in like the top two or three best T20 openers in the world right now. And and Jofra Archer, I mean, with his, uh, with his amazing pace, and I mean, he's just a, a really great uh, asset to have in your team. So these guys, and obviously Archer was the most valuable player of the season in 2020. So like missing out on these key marquee players was a big letdown. And unfortunately for them, um, like their replacements didn't live up to the mark. I mean, you had uh, Shamsi who played one match and he got hit all over the place. Livingston was a huge letdown. Um, He didn't show like his full potential, uh, like what he was showing in England. And Evan Lewis, uh, he he had form. I mean, he wasn't terrible. Uh, he he got quick runs. He he gave them good boost at the start, but uh, he wasn't Josh Butler level like the stuff Josh Butler was uh, gonna do for them. Yeah, and like one thing that we said in the pre uh, the pre IPL or at least the pre second leg of IPL show that uh, podcast that we did, uh, which we uploaded a couple of weeks ago, we mentioned that the team that without that stands to lose the most from the transfers is RR, as Rehan said, losing their biggest player. So it, it clearly showed. They did win some matches. They, uh, they won some, some matches towards the end, but like overall, it didn't, it, didn't really mean, uh, it didn't really mean much. Nobody really saw them as a threat to come into the top four because they had some of the best players in the world, without a doubt. They were a very threatening team. And, um, and even then, they weren't in the top four, right? When we resumed, it was MI who took the fourth spot behind RCB, DC and CSK. Uh, and uh, to be honest, I don't think anyone really expected them to get through without their main players, and and it didn't work out, right? As Om said, then. No, I think we, we we talked about a lot about Butler. We talked a lot about Archie. Talked a lot about Stokes. But it's your Indian contingent that also gets you up above the rest. If you want to be in the top four and you want to win, your Indian contingent, your Indian players have to do well, and it can't all depend on. You know, it revolves around Butler, Archer, Stokes. And I think what Rajasthan have not done is get the Indian players to do well. You have Sanju Samson at 481, 84 runs. <laughs> Where do you have the others? You have Jaiswal somewhere at the bottom. You have Lomra who did something somewhere at the bottom. Dubey somewhere at the bottom. Very shabby seasons for the batsmen who played um, for Rajasthan. They've done nothing. The Indian contingent batsmen have done nothing other than Sanju Samson who scored a bulk of runs. And then you see Rahul Tevatia, who, who who did well in one game, I think picking up three wickets and scoring some runs. But other than that, he's not really um, done what he did la, uh, the previous season where he won those games against PBKS and Sharjah. Right? And you have the Indian contingent of bowlers. I think Karthik Diagi played a couple of matches. He bowled extremely well, then was dropped. You have one standout bowler for their side, that's Chetan Sakarya who's done really well, really well amidst the mess that Rajasthan have made for themselves. Even, and keeping players on the bench like Shreyas Gopal, who's been who's been so good for them in the past. He's taken a hat-trick for them, right? In a, like a 5-0 game to destroy RCB. So, they've I think the Indian contingent hasn't been up to the standards. Anyway, let's move on. Let's talk about the Punjab Kings now. Right, so uh, Punjab, now we're getting into teams who uh, people expected to have more of a chance, right? Obviously, for the fourth spot, the main people who were rumoured, or not rumoured, the people who people thought and had money on getting into the top four were uh, MI, PBKS and uh, KKR who eventually did get in. So now we have PBKS at six with 14 matches and uh, 6-1. And I think uh, PBKS had a decent uh, second half. They didn't have... They obviously had the infamous match um, in which they absolutely bottled it when they, they needed, I think, four runs of uh, the last over with multiple wickets in hand and they absolutely bottled that. And uh, 
if you think about it, that match along with some other moments could have been the deciding factor, right? They were one match off of a playoff spot. And yes, net run rate factors in, but they would have had a much higher chance with confidence going into that, etc., etc., a much higher chance of actually making it uh, into the playoffs. So that 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 atrocity uh, for PBKS fans uh, was a deciding factor. And I think, you know, if you look at the stats of the players, right, obviously many people were appalled that uh, Gale didn't play, right? Gale didn't play particularly in the second of the, uh, the in the second half of the tournament, he didn't play at all. And then he went after, I think, one or two matches of being benched, which many people are shocked about. And it did affect them uh, negatively. And obviously, we have to say the best the best player of uh, PBKS in this season was uh, KL Rahul. I think we can all agree, particularly in the batting, right? Uh, I mean, <laughs> not particularly in the batting, he doesn't bowl. But uh, for batting, he hit a lot of runs. He was the opener. He and Mayank Agarwal, particularly in the, in the second part, right? That opening that gave them uh, a lot of stability, got them a lot of runs. Now, if you look at it, the middle order was uh, not very good. Deepak Huda played an innings here and there. And Aiden Markram, a lot of people were expecting Markram to really go big, right? Markram and Puran, I would say, were the two foreigners uh, in the middle order who people were expecting to like really play well and be the ones to push PBKS in the top four. They didn't really do it. They played decently, but uh, it just wasn't enough. So I feel like their middle order, they're bowling to an extent, but particularly their middle order uh, failed PBKS. What do you guys think? You know, when I saw PBKS's um, squad after the auction, I was like, wow, you know, they're finally going to be like a team to reckon with because you, you've you got two of the top wicket takers on the BBL. You've got Jairus and you've got Riley Meredith in. You've got Chris Jordan in, the excellent death bowler. You have um, a Muhammad Shami. You have Arshdeep, who's performed well for you last season. You have an action-packed pace bowling attack in a, like a tight bowling attack. And then on the um, other side, you see the spin bowling attack. They have Ravi Bishnoi, who can come in, who can bowl really well. You have Murugan Ashwin, who can, who can, you know, he can do it. He's not a bad spinner, right? And then I looked at their batting and I saw KL Mayak, who are going to, both going to get you minimum of 400 runs this season. Then I saw Chris Gale, Nicholas Puran. I saw the Tamil Nadu Shah Rukh Khan. And I was like, this is a good side that can go the distance. But even like with their good replacements, we talked about good replacements in the in our app uh, to preview the IPL also. We said that they had the best replacements possible out of all franchises. And they've just not lived up. The middle, the middle order is what let Punjab down. And the middle order is what uh, is the reason Punjab lost against RCB. That was the easiest game for Punjab to win. They were cruising. And then Makram, Puran, everyone just <laughs> like just destroyed the game for them. And uh, Sarfraz Ahmed coming in. Sar- Sar- oh, sorry, not Ahmed. Sarfraz Khan. He was just a bit off in the games that he played. So it's their middle order that messed up. It's the middle order that lost them the season. Um, the rest of this, the rest of the side was pretty amazing. Yeah, Puran is promising. You know, uh, we've seen it a lot. Puran and Markram, as I said before, they're very promising. I I really hope that Markram would get off. I I really I, I really think he's a great batsman. I, I I hoped he would. You know, I hope he would kind of prove himself in the IPL. He, they weren't able to, right? And the top order for PBKS, they dropped Gale. Many people thought. Uh, that was a very silly move, obviously. But then Mayank and KL Rahul at the top were doing very well and they were setting up the game, as Om said, uh, in the game where they need four of the last over. Um, they bottled that. In the game where they, uh, they were playing against RCB, they needed, I don't remember the exact score, but they needed something like less than 60 runs of the last eight overs with a bunch of wickets in hand. With a bunch of wickets in hand. You can't lose that in a T20 match. That, that shouldn't happen, right? Th- their story has been a story of people showing promise Middle order batsmen, particularly, uh, showing a lot of promise. Like uh, with the bowling, they did they did quite well. Ashdeep uh, and Bishnoi played very uh, very well. They played crucial roles. The, it all came down to the middle order needing to do their job. The top order did their job. The bowling did their job. The middle order needs to while they're chasing the middle order needs to get the job done. They need to go that final distance, and they're just unable to. Right, despite yeah, it being know, a bunch I of think, uh, promising players. I, I think I know what this relates to. They stole RCB's logo change. They stole RCB's jersey. <laughs> they stole RCB's players. Now they're now they're stealing RCB's batting balls. 
right yeah they're stealing RCB, rcb's form yeah rcb has been kohli <laughs> ab kohli ab now punjab rcb changes now completely and punjab is going kl maya kl maya kl maya that's it yeah. that's all they've been and they, i would argue that they're even more consistent than rcb has been in the past right uh, because they also had great they great they had great bowlers arshdeep uh, and bishnoi okay two two young um, indian players did absolutely brilliantly for punjab they just that one section and probably the most crucial section uh, of any squad right it's possibly one of the reasons for csk's um, was off of late we'll talk talk about that later but middle order is one of the most crucial parts of any squad probably the most crucial part and the punjab middle order just let them down man they let them down here in this in this second leg of the tournament i i also feel like the punjab team selection has just been stupid i mean you're selecting nathan ellis over chris jordan who's consistently performed for you in 2020 and in the first half and even after nathan ellis fails like he bowls one good over Uh, against like a, a a big score to defend a big score and, and you stick with him i mean come on man like is an amazing death bowler you you have to have him in your team you have to have chris gale in your team and uh, like they've even got like some of their team combinations wrong like why are you sending sarfaraz like at 3 sarfaraz hasn't played a game in like 10 years or whatever uh like it just just doesn't make sense some of their choices are so uh, and like even dropping bishnoi for so long i mean like I, i don't know what what's going on in the in the team management's head it's quite, it's kind of baffling it's more baffling when you have kumble as head coach there like especially because of that i think he should know the value of bishnoi and what bishnoi did after he came back was it, it was magical to watch it was something we all saw the 19 world cup like he was hard carrying the bowling against bangladesh in that final but anyway now moving on to the mumbai indians the most expected like we all expected them to do great right back to back um championship they've lifted they were amazing at <coughs> mumbai bolt did a uh, bolt got like insane amount of wickets last time and you all expecting them to do well but they bottled it and they bottled it because of their batting I think Rohit and Dickock got them runs up at the start but then Ishan Kishan batting at 4 didn't give them anything Surikumar Yadav batting at 3 didn't give them anything both of them atrociously out of form um Pollard batting at 5 didn't give them anything Hardik Pandya injured didn't give them anything Krunal Pandya didn't do anything again um Saurabh Tiwari came in but Saurabh Tiwari is pretty irrelevant uh, given the especially given the time he bats in so it's just a batting order that's doing nothing but then we saw them come good we saw ishan kishan surikumar yadav we saw what they can do what ishan kishan does when he opens we saw surikumar yadav come back into form yesterday and what a magnificent thing that was <clears throat> it's good for india right before the world cup but it it wasn't good enough for mumbai the efforts put in and um, <clears throat> we can we, we hope that they do better their bowling was again it was good it was better than other sides but it wasn't the level we expect uh, rahul chahar i think rahul chahar failed hard <coughs> in uae he bowled magnificently in uh, back when they were playing in chennai and back when they were playing in india but he failed hard in uae they dropped him got in someone else got in uh, jayant yadav got in piyush chavla and so on and then the pace bowling contingent bolt did okay bumrah was just fabulous to watch Kultnail did okay. Nisham did well. Uh, Milne did well for a couple of games. So their bowling was well rounded, but it's the batting that let them down. And the one player that was a standard for them, it has to be Jasprit Bumrah. It's no one else. It's him. He's taken twenty plus wickets. He's bowled the hardest overs. He's done the job whenever the captain has asked him to. And he's just so fabulous to watch. Yeah and I think um, so after Mumbai uh, after the second leg started right Mumbai played seven matches and I I think I don't remember exactly what Rome said but my prediction was that Mumbai would qualify uh, in the fourth in the fourth spot I think that was Rome's prediction as well because they were in fourth at that at that time right and when they came back what you can't do when there's such a tight race for fourth is to lose three matches 
on the trot, right? They were they were absolutely battling uh, CSK in the first match, right? CSK had lost a bunch of early wickets. Uh, they somehow managed to squander that with CSK's late batting, right? Uh, CSK Bravo uh, and Gaikwad came to the party and were able to hit it. And Mumbai weren't able to chase down 156. Then Mumbai lost um, to KKR. Uh, I mean, lost is a pretty good word. They, they got absolutely slaughtered by KKR, I should say. And they got absolutely slaughtered by RCB. So uh, KKR and RCB, and adding insult to injury, they lost to KKR, which was a team that was fighting for their spot, right? And then after they lost those, in the in the last four matches that they played, they did win three of them. Uh, they obviously lost to DC, but it just wasn't enough. Uh, the It was a combination of MI right coming back after the after the break. We have seen that uh, MI hasn't done particularly well in the start of seasons. Right, I'm not sure exactly which season it was, but I believe there was one season where they lost the first five games on the trot and then somehow kind of uh, fought back and uh, played decently throughout the rest of the season. And at this time, them losing the first three matches and losing it to teams who were who were getting into the playoffs who, and who wanted that spot, along with the other teams like uh, KKR, really fighting for it, really getting their form up when MIs was dropping. Right, uh, KKR has had a fantastic uh, second leg, thanks to many. Thanks to many of their batsmen. So uh, KKR getting that up and MI just having a woeful start yeah, yeah. Uh, so, to the reopening. So we know that uh, obviously KKR is just a, an amazing team. But um, <laughs> m- moving back to MI, what I feel like... Sleep at night, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Uh, I, I feel that MI had all the pieces in place. I mean, they had a perfect score combination. Uh, there's nothing really wrong with that. I mean, bringing Jayant if you have uh, left-handers uh, or otherwise stick to Chahar. I mean, n- nothing too much needed to be shifted. It was just the form of the players. They they just weren't delivering. And uh, especially the batsmen. I mean, until the end, uh, Surya Kumar Yadav wasn't delivering much. Uh, and obviously, Ishan Kishan, uh, well, he, he was awful. Um, Quinton Nikok was giving them some quick starts. But he he could rarely convert it into into a big one and stay past uh, stay past the fifteenth over or so. Uh, Rohit Sharma again same story as uh, Quinton de Kock. Um and then again Hardik Pandya he 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 isn't the player that he was uh, a couple years ago, especially with his batting form. Um, there was one game where he scored forty and uh, and like he got some time in the middle, but since then again he's not been able to uh, like. Pull up the uh, pull out the magic tricks again. Uh, Pollard well like solid as ever. His bowling came in handy. His batting, I mean, it, it was good enough. Uh, but he's Karen Pollard. You expect more. Uh, the bowling was uh, was quite great though. Uh, Bumrah was great, and uh, the the other dude, uh, whoever the uh, uh, overseas fast bowler was was. Was great who they decided to pick. Yeah. Okay. And one more thing that I'm finally glad about is like we have a big auction. And the thing I'm the most glad about is that they're gonna release Chris Lynn. Chris Lynn is the biggest wasted talent at Mumbai. Like they didn't even play him for the game where they need the biggest scores. Chris Lynn, I think whichever franchise he goes to, he's gonna demolish his opponents, and I can't wait to watch that. The season without Chris Lynn is just off. Okay, let's move on to KKR now. So KKR, I mean, what a turnaround they've had. Uh, first seven games, they won two, they lost five. Next seven, it, it's it's the opposite. They win five, they lose two. And um, and in my in my view, uh, the catalyst for this was uh, Venkatesh Ayer. I mean, he's really the only change they've had. I mean, obviously, Lockie for uh, Pat, which was a force change and is basically a, a an apples to apple change. But Venkatesh Ayer at the uh, at the top of the order has been a game changer for KKR. I mean, he's given them some good solid starts, and he's even chipped in with the balls and uh, with the ball in a couple of games. I think he got a couple of wickets uh, in one of the games. Uh, he's 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 been a really uh, important part of this KKR team. And gives them a really good balance, whether it be uh, with the firepower at the top or with a uh, with an extra option uh, in the field. Uh, he he's been quite fabulous, 
and uh, and overall uh, what what's caused this KKR team to actually turn things around has been their a change of mindset they and and this has to be credited to uh, the out of form captain uh, Morgan and obviously Brandon McCollum uh, they they knew they had nothing to lose they just had to go and play fearless quick cricket and uh, and and that's what they did everyone contributed whether it be Andre Russell uh, whether it be the bowlers Lockie Ferguson Sunil Narayan Van Chakravarti those have, those guys have been great as always and whether it be their other bowler Prasad Krishna or Shivam Mavi but mainly it's it's been their batsmen Rahul Tripathi was excellent Nitesh Rana whenever he got the balls was excellent Shubman Gill started to turn things around i mean and Dinesh Karthik uh, is has been a good finisher as always so it's it's more of a mindset change that has really changed things around for KKR i think the break has helped them with that mindset change and they've come out with a different attitude and yeah you're right why they're winning and the reason they reached the top 4 is because everyone is performing except the captain but still everyone is performing if we look at teams in the bottom 4 you have select performers why are mi so consistent why have mi won five seasons is because everyone is performing you've always had people perform for mi whether it's rohit whether it's polar whether it's malinga whether it's bumrah they constantly have out of those 11 people five of them are going to play well in that match and that's going to win the game for them but if you look at the teams that are constantly failing if you look at rcb over the past innumerable years you have two performers and well you have ab devilliers chahal you have ab devilliers gail chahal and you cannot win um a season with four performers and the fact that everyone's coming into their own in different games is what makes you win the league yeah and i think the reason uh, many of us didn't uh, really back kkr going into this was because of the loss of pat comments but obviously as rayan talked about they've covered that brilliantly they've um, used lockie ferguson and tim southy uh, well southy has played decently lockie ferguson uh, has played quite well for the franchise so they've able they've been able to cover that up as long and along with more stable performances and venkatesh ayer being able to fire at the top i think that's the reason for uh, kkr doing well as much as i hate to compliment them okay now moving on to the third place team the royal challengers bangalore who have won four out of the last five games and are going into the playoffs full steam ahead with a settled side um well not the side that i would have wanted but a good side nonetheless um throughout the ipl they've had um, ups and down seasons with the batsmen not performing with no dead bowlers and this year they've identified and um gapped in two sides of their um bowling uh, two sides of their team which they were failing in last season and the season before that as well they've got in a batsman to tackle the over 7 to 15 who has done it for them and they've gotten a bowler to bowl at the death um and contain run scoring at the death get wickets at the death and He's done it for them. So, Glenn Maxwell, Harshal Patel, come in and make this side a different one. And you have um, a series of support players around these play, um, key players who play roles in such a way that it's a team effort going to the side. So sometimes you have Shabazz Ahmed come in and pick up a couple of wickets or get ten runs of uh, five balls. You have um, George Garton get a wicket in the power play. you have dan christian get a couple of wickets in the middle you have shikhar bharat doing what he did yesterday so you just have support players coming um building a team around the main players which has given them squad balance and um, we are talking about different players standing up um at all times and 11 players being able to stand up for their team and i think rcb i don't think they have 11 i think they have nine players who can stand up at any point in time and take the game away you have padikal kohli bharat devilliers maxwell uh shabaz harshal patel mohammad siraj yuzvendra chahal um all these guys match winners and they're winning the games with them and they're going to playoffs will seem ahead the one player the most impactful player has been glen maxwell uh between four 
RCB last season were the worst team between over 7 to 15, going at like seven runs per over. And then in comes Glenn Waxwell. He's scoring at 145. He's taking the spinners to the out of the park. He's destroying them. We saw what he did against Rashid Khan. We saw what he did against Ravi Bishnoi. <laughs> he's marauding the spinners and he's winning games for RCB. You know, one stat that I came up with, um, and I, I, I and I've seen. If Maxwell fails, RCB fail. If Maxwell performs well, RCB win. Every match RCB has won, Maxwell has batted well. Every match RCB has lost, Maxwell has failed. And there's only one exception to this, but throughout the season, this is the trend. So KKR fans, if you're looking at this, get Maxwell out, and the game's probably yours. Yeah, well, uh, Om, I'm not gonna lie. I didn't hear too much of what you said, but towards the beginning, you said RCB and failure somewhere there. So, I mean, it's it's kind of making sense. See, I think the the main the main thing is uh, RCB is what I call a gr- like they they're inconsistent together. So, um, when when they play well, a bunch of their players play well, right? So, uh, what this means is essentially for teams like PBKS, for teams like uh, RR towards the bottom. uh in general most of their players play pretty poorly and then they have one or two players if those players play really well they win if those players play really well they lose sorry if those players play really badly they lose if those players uh, play really well they win right uh and that's very bad because uh, you can't pin the hopes of an entire team uh on just a couple of players rcb i feel like uh, does this thing where they they as a whole unit if the top order gets out quickly the middle order often doesn't perform right they they perform if some players in rcb play well all the players in rcb often play well and and vice versa so that's going to be interesting right and that also explains why for example the first match back i'm sure um rehan remembers rehan and om remember this match very vividly when kkr absolutely absolutely dominated rcb i don't know what the word is i don't know i already said slaughtered for a different match this was this was a one sided beatdown right and it's because nobody in rcb was able to uh, piece together anything of substantial value and if you look at some other matches um everyone in rcb contributes and everyone plays um, very well so uh, they're a team that either everyone plays poorly or everyone plays well and uh, that's that's very interesting and uh, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out in the playoffs Yeah, definitely. I mean, RCB. Uh, RCB is not a good team. They they aren't going to win. That's just how the world works. That just facts. I mean, that just facts. Even if they have players like uh, Virat Kohli, AB de Villiers, uh, and, and like Glenn Maxwell, they they'll just find a way to lose. I mean, like we're getting carried away with PK, uh, PKBS because like like they're finding a way to lose. But like in another way, they're just copying RCB because. this is what rcb is so good at i mean they just lose that that's the thing you know i'm going to just stay quiet uh, silent through this mo- mo- like marauder because you know i like to rub it into people's faces after um, well the 15th so i'm going to actually when we come back for the ipl review like after the playoffs i'm going to play the recording of this conversation and i'm going to sit back and i'm going to laugh for 10 minutes straight And we're gonna put it on loop in this thing. And we're gonna listen to like um. DC yeah, Joker's, Om. Om, you can Om, you can say all of this speaking. how much ever you want. Okay. No, no, no. It's not gonna Joker's happen. Speaking here. Okay. No matter how, no matter how well RCB plays in the group stage, Rehan knows this. Okay. Anyone with a with a functioning brain and at least two brain cells know that no matter how well RCB plays, no matter how many players are looking good, no matter how good their chances are looking, when it comes to the playoffs and sometimes generally when it comes to the playoffs, it ends. When it comes to the finals, no matter what, they're just gonna lose. Okay. They played SRH a few years ago. Uh, Ben Cutting somehow pieced together some sort of masterpiece. The universe always finds a way. to work against rcb and it's just a fact of life right like very few things are certain uh when you live when you when you're born you eventually die uh if you make money you pay taxes and rcb is never going to win the ipl it's ju- it just doesn't work the universe just doesn't allow it i think i think most people can see that yeah, by now yeah, like i am not a mystic listen I'm i don't believe i don't believe in psychics reason. but they're just facts i'm going to give the most solid reason rcb is going to win this year is because They have Dan Christian, and Christian <laughs> knows how to win. Christian wins tournaments. 
he's won more tournaments than um number of hair on your head okay christian is going to clutch this first okay anyway uh, just for context just for context before uh, before this podcast when we were talking um om was uh, om rehan everyone was just piling on christian talking about how he's terrible talking about how nobody is going to play him talking about how nobody wants to play him talking about how he's the weakness in the rcv team and now now he's just going to come here and praise christian like he's supposed okay there we go just muted the person who was talking right now and we shall move on to the side player second because of superior net run rate which is a bit of a scam the chennai super kings you can unmute yourself now okay i'm going to unmute myself now om muted me you know it's common you know people are muted when they speak the truth uh, okay i muted him again nice csk okay uh, csk uh, 14 matches and 9 wins obviously their uh, second because of their superior net run rate a uh, 0.455 in comparison to rcb's negative um and uh, net run rate that they have which is why csk is going to be in q1 and has uh, essentially two chances right how how it works for people who don't know is if you, if you lose q1 uh, you get another chance uh, you're not out of the tournament yet you would you play the winner of q3 and q4 uh, sorry you play the winner of q2 which is the position 3 and 4 so then you get another chance whereas if you lose uh, between q2 then uh, you're out of the tournament and your hopes of winning which for our rcb have never been existent are are gone so uh, essentially chennai i feel like chennai had a much better first half than second half as we all know they started off the second half uh, quite strong right they obviously had that comeback uh, against mi in which they were getting clobbered but then uh, ruturaj uh, particularly with an 88 i believe i think it was an 88 uh, came back and was able to get uh, get chennai to a defendable score but um things went uh, downhill quite quick and i have a few thoughts on that right uh, as as people know as it, if it wasn't already clear i'm a csk fan and uh, what i find the most frustrating is that csk does have the power to win okay there's no doubt about it csk all the matches that csk has lost csk could easily win if they actually fix their batting order and now i know i'm the thing is i said this before i don't remember in which podcast episode i think it was the pre ip pre second like podcast episode uh, i don't want to see dhoni bat unless it's absolutely necessary like if it's a choice between seeing dhoni in the middle and seeing shardul takar i'll take shardul takar because the main defense for people who still somehow defend dhoni uh, dhoni's t20 batting spot which is just increasing and increasing is that you know he's not he's not getting enough time okay he's going in the 16th over he's going in in the death and he's he's not having enough time to play it out now dhoni's whole thing is that he goes in and he plays very slowly he kind of he kind of gets his head in and towards the end he absolutely demolishes the opposition now he's not he's not he's never able to do uh, the last part now so what he does is he comes in and he comes in at any point in time right everyone said oh it's because he comes in the death for the past few matches he's come in much earlier okay and he plays very slowly he plays slowly he eats up balls okay but then the final payoff at the end where he's supposed to absolutely slaughter them and the final payoff where he's supposed to use that he's his head is now in the game that never happens so what we get is we get we get a player who comes ahead of jadeja we get a player who comes ahead of bravo right we get a player who comes ahead of people who are proven to hit right we saw in the first match bravo was was brilliant towards the end and you know jaddu should always be promoted right we talked about this many people have talked about this in all formats of the game jaddu is underutilized as a batsman uh, and t20 formats and the t20 format is no exception when jaddu comes jaddu should come in earlier bravo should come in earlier you have dhoni who comes in earlier than both of them and even in the first half of the tournament a lot of the times when sam karan was in much better form than he was in now in the game that he played uh, when he came back in for bravo uh, the games that he played sorry uh, he even before that uh, dhoni came in ahead of sam karan so dhoni is coming ahead of these brilliant batsmen these batsmen who proven who can get csk a good 20 30 runs and often in t20 cricket that's how much you need okay so you get that and then you have a dhoni who's playing incredibly slowly you have a dhoni who's eating a balls and then when it's time to finally have the payoff he'll play from like over 12 through 18 and when it's ti- finally time for the payoff and it's finally fi- finally time uh, for dhoni to actually hit and to get csk back on track he gets out it's it's a it's a terrible cycle and it's it's, it's depressing that this man is still having some sort of a uh, batting position uh, in my opinion he should be dropped from the team completely and he should come in as a substitute fielder um so that he can make some sort of decisions there'll be like some sort of mock captain like gaikwad or faf he comes in as a substitute fielder so he doesn't actually have to uh 
He doesn't actually have to bat. It's not like he's a particularly good wicketkeeper anymore anyway. Uh, I'm sure CSK can find a good replacement in time. So CSK, uh, Dhoni should just come on as a, as a substitute fielder. Um, and, you know, he should come on as a substitute fielder, a substitute, uh, a substitute keeper, anything. Uh, and he should probably just do captaincy decisions and just leave it at that. Because, to be honest, Dhoni is the reason we're failing right now, okay? Dhoni uh, can't be asked to have him bat. Uh, if Dhoni bats, uh, the more Dhoni bats, the higher chances of CSK losing. And one more thing that I, <laughs> I know there's a rant. One more thing is that uh, CSK is, even in the matches where it's not only Dhoni, even like when Faf comes, CSK starts hitting way too late, okay? But there's obviously when they're batting first. In all the matches, I think after the, after the leg... Uh, after the second leg started, in every single uh, match that CSK chased, uh, they won and when they batted first, they lost, lost because uh, they don't actually know uh, when they have to stop, when they, have, when they have to start hitting towards the death and they never get a, st- uh, a, a score that's uh, decent on the board. So, uh, yeah, that's, that, that's my thoughts. What do you guys think? Right. So, what we've gathered from this is um, the, uh, the, the captain who's won CSK three titles and has 4,800 runs, at a strike rate of 140, should not be playing. What we have also I mean, gathered from this is CSK fans are dumb. Okay. No, you guys, okay, tell me tell me one good inning that he's had, okay? One good inning this season. No, you can't come in. I, I'm fine with giving him a chance. One, it doesn't matter which good innings he's had. He's won your games just based on his captaincy. Just based on the 11 he picks, just based on the fielding changes he makes, just based on the bowling changes he makes, he's won your matches. And that's what Dhoni is. He's still a gun keeper. He is a terrible, terrible, terrible batsman right now. But he yeah. has won your matches doing what he does really well. And that's... No, I mean, I mean, we, we do. We will angles. keep him in the team. No, we should keep him in the team. Like the substitute thing, that was a bit of a... Bit of a dick, okay? No, you want him to bat at 11? No. You want him to bat at no, I, I don't actually want him to bat at 11. I don't want him to bat at 11. Uh, I want him to bat after Jaddu and after Bravo. Because whenever he comes in, whether he comes in early, whether he comes in late, he takes time to get in and when it's time for the payoff, he doesn't he doesn't deliver. To be honest, so, I'd, rather no, have he's... Shadul, I'd rather have Shadul over him because Shadul Thakur OP. But anyway, CSK has, <laughs> CSK has dipped and the dip is not looking good. It's the same thing RCB did last year and we know what happened after that. They got murdered by Sunrisers. And uh, CSK has had a huge dip in their form. So, anyway, moving on. Let's talk about the team that's got the most points and at the top of the table, the Delhi Capitals. Yeah, of course. uh, The Delhi Capitals have been absolutely uh, fantastic this season. Carrying over their form from uh, from 2020 where they reached the finals uh, uh, and 2019 where they reached the playoffs. So, they've just been... Uh, building up and improving every year and uh, 10 wins, 4 losses, uh, positive net run rate, uh, high, like highest points. I mean, they've just been really solid. They have a really good uh, team combination. I mean, uh, um, um, a really good premier fast bowler in Nautier, in Nautier who bowls uh, at the start. Uh, a fantastic death bowler, a purple cap holder from 2020, uh, Kahiso Rabada, uh, who's, uh, who bowls at the death. Uh, you have you have a really strong Indian core with Avesh Khan with the pace Ashwin and Aksar Patel and Aksar has been fantastic uh, with spin uh, who can also contribute with the bat a bit. Uh, you have your captain uh, and your ex captain Shreyasai and Rishabh Pant and of course you have the fantastic opening combination with uh, Shikhar Dhawan and uh, Prithvi Shaw and uh, for most of the season. Uh, you you also had the very reliable all-rounder uh, in Marcus Stoinis. I mean, when you actually look into the side, uh, there isn't much wrong. Um, much like MI, uh, their side is pretty solid. I mean, if if they get Marcus Stoinis back in there uh, with uh, Hetmeyer, of course, who gives you a bit of firepower, uh, they look to be a pretty formidable side. It's hard to find uh, many uh, how uh, many uh, like problems with them. I mean, Ashwin hasn't been. In a in great form, uh, but you got uh, and having an off spinner in the squad is is very handy. Um, you would want pretty short to get back in form, but as we saw against RCB, uh, he, he looks to be in good touch. Shreyasaya, Rishapant, Shikhar Dhawan, obviously consistent players. 
Yeah, well, Delhi has been Delhi has been a strong side, and their top contenders the contenders to win this. They almost clutched against RCB. Um, that 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 was RCB's game. That was a top CW game, but still, um, Delhi Delhi could have won that, and they've had very minor setbacks. If you see the games that they've lost, they've lost like four games. Two of those were against RCB. Um, they are were the only side capable of beating the top side twice. Yes. But they were very small defeats. So that shouldn't hinder Delhi's confidence. So they'll be going in full steam ahead into the playoffs. And they'll be backing themselves to win that first ever title. And I think with the top order firing, with their middle order looking um, solid and their bowling as good as ever, um, they can do this. But they just need the right players to get back in form and get the job done for them. Okay. Yeah, uh, I feel like uh, it's really important for their side to get Marcus Stoinis back in. I mean, uh, Lalit Yadav is good, but uh, I don't think they want him. They're leaning more towards uh, R- Ripple Patel, but Stoinis is better than Ripple Patel in every single way. Uh, he, he can bowl, and he's probably, I mean, we haven't seen the best of Ripple, but uh, I, I find it hard to believe that at this stage, uh, he'll be more reliable than Stoinis as a as a pinch hitter or as a finisher. So they need Stoinis back, but otherwise they probably look the most uh, composed and very like clear set team going into the playoffs. Yeah, Delhi looks like uh, the strongest team uh, going into the playoffs. I still don't I, I still don't see them uh, winning in particularly winning winning in particular. But uh, I think we'll get we'll get to that in. Uh, another part, uh, but what what I see right now is I think that the one of the key aspects of Delhi is their pace bowling, uh, their foreign pace bowling. Right, we have uh, Naughty and Rabada, and I think if they, if those two are able to fire, uh, it it's looking quite good for Delhi. Uh, if those two are not able to fire, if for some reason uh, Naughty and Rabada aren't up to the mark, I think it could be bad news because I feel like they're the main, they're the rocks of Delhi's bowling attack, and without it, uh, batsmen against Delhi can more or less run wild because those are the two people who are really keeping them down in, in all stages of the game. Okay, uh, then we're done with our group stage review for all the franchisees. Um, that's it for this part. And we'll be back with another part before the next uh, playoff games. Um, stay tuned and keep watching IPL.